Welcome to the Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We are in episode 16 of season four, the very best one yet. What is up, the Daily Grinders? My name is Kelly, your host. As always, we have a new segment, a new feature that we're doing on social, and we want you to be a part of it. The Daily Grind, that's the name of our podcast. What does the Daily Grind mean to you? Our simple phrase, following a certain routine every morning to start your day or on a larger scale that shapes the outlook on your life. Submit yours on our direct link form, direct.me slash dailygrindpod, or visit us on social at dailygrindpod and get featured. introduction short we have a special guest on today's podcast like to welcome the show derek fidel derek is the founder of social bamboo and host of the social bamboo podcast the number one instagram marketing podcast welcome to the show derek what's up oh my god so many of you that's a huge crowd thank you uh kelly thank you so much for having me yes likewise derek thanks for coming on the daily grind podcast our listeners are beyond excited to learn more about your story what you do on your daily grind. So yeah, first question of the day, can you briefly introduce yourself and what you do on your daily grind? Yeah, so my name's Derek Fidel. I've run the Social Bamboo Podcast for about three and a half years now. Got a background in e-commerce as well as direct sales. So been an entrepreneur, just someone who works for themselves uh, for about 11 years now. And uh, my daily grind is, uh, man, I think I, I want to say I might have a different answer, although I know a lot of other entrepreneurs have ADHD out there, so it might resonate with some of you. Um, but just a little context, I do have ADHD, no kids at this point in my life. I know that changes a lot uh, of the schedule for uh, a lot of entrepreneurs out there. Uh, but my schedule is done kind of differently. I've got a lot of things in there that are in place, right? Any meetings, any group calls that are set in stone, everything is in there. Uh, then I've got uh, like gym and things like that in there. Although that is also not on a set time. Uh, I kind of in, take the day as I'm like excited for each task. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a get a to-do list uh, going right at the beginning of the day for everything I have to accomplish that day. And then I usually do want to go for the most important task no matter what. And that's actually kind of my flaw sometimes because it's hard for me to focus on any other task, even like cleaning the dishes, doing laundry. If I'm like, yeah, but I have to record a podcast today. Like I have to record the podcast, edit the video. Uh, This could, you know, do a call to action at the end. That could potentially get me sales. What am I doing cleaning these dishes? And until I get the to-do list going and I can really see, here's all the things that I have to do today. And don't worry, like you got these eight things, like you've got time Mm -hmm. to do the podcast in six hours if you want to, right? Uh, let's chill on that because, hey, I'm still waking up. I don't really like to record sometimes first thing in the morning. Uh, a lot of times I'm more of an afternoon or evening recorder uh, uh, for what I uh, But sometimes in the morning I wake up super inspired and ready to go. So I kind of like to uh, play off of a little bit more of like how I wake up that day and take the task like that. I do work from home and then I do have a like home gym in my basement. So that's also why it's a little bit easier for that to be uh, more fluctuating too. I think if I had a gym I was going to that was public, maybe I would pick some times that were less busy and, you know, things like that. Maybe it would be a little bit more concrete. Uh, But otherwise, sometimes I'm like, all right, 930, let's get that workout in. So, you know, it's really, I'm at the point in my life where I've got enough success in business where I can say, hey, it at least works this much. But I'm also not a millionaire or multimillionaire, so I, I do see where I'm like, I know a lot of them wake up at 5 a.m., got this morning routine, 
So it's, it's hard for me to say concretely, like, this is the way to go. Uh, but I, obviously, the only answer I can give you is the one that I'm actually doing. And, and that's more how my day is looking right now. Oh, wonderful, Derek. Yeah, we hit the ground running here on the Daily Grind podcast in regards to your story uh, and just what you do on your Daily Grind in general. I love you saying that every day is kind of different, too. I think that's really important for our listeners to hear, too, on today's show, just Everyone has their own daily grind. Uh, Derek and I are different too, uh, but I like that you have the flexibility. You're you're doing something that you're passionate about. You're ha- you're enjoying every day, making every day count. Uh, whether it's podcasting or you know sharing success stories on your podcast or just helping uh, teach others in the social media space and marketing and all the above. So I'm really excited to dive in and share your wealth of knowledge on today's episode. Speaking on social media and podcasting, you mentioned yeah three and a half years in, in this space like. How'd you become interested in this and like enter like this, this realm? I started uh, kind of in a unique way in that I actually wasn't meaning to start a podcast. I was looking for a podcast. And I think a lot of businesses that start under this premise of like, I uh, was looking for it for myself and it didn't seem like the problem was solved. So I solved it. it is usually where a lot of businesses start, but uh I was driving around with my sales job and I had an e-commerce business that I was trying to get to the point of income where I could quit my sales job. I had been doing that for a little over seven years and it's really hard to drive around the state all day and then also you know, do stuff on the computer. I almost loved it when appointments would reschedule so I could go into Starbucks and just like work on my online business. Uh, but I was at the point where I was just consuming podcasts all the time. And Instagram was our main platform. So I went on to the pod, Apple Podcast app, type in either Instagram or Instagram marketing, something like that. And the first suggestion was someone that hadn't come out with an episode for like three or four months. And they had like eight total episodes. And I went through a couple other ones. And, and I think if, I, like if you type in social media at that time, there would have been some of the big ones that were already there. But as far as just like the word Instagram, the ones who were in those like top six spots or like hadn't even come out with episodes in forever. And at that point, I was one year into my uh, e-commerce journey. So I almost had, uh, it, it was very easy for me to get imposter syndrome on this. I'll say that uh, I had 20,000 Instagram followers though. So enough to, I could tell you how to set up a bio. I could tell you how to just do the basics. And uh, I was actually dating a, a girl at that time, and I was super excited to tell her. I was like, it looks like there's this opening, and even though I've got the sales job that I'm trying to get out of, and I got this e-commerce job, and then you want me to take you on dates and stuff, and then now I'm telling you I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> she was not into the idea, so that you know that relationship didn't work out. She wasn't really wanting to date an entrepreneur, I think, uh, especially in the phases of figuring out which business to do, uh, you know, it's, it's harder to join, uh, someone at that phase of entrepreneurship, but, uh, that kind of like gave me a little bit of spite and I actually like started it like a few hours after that. So like three to five hours after me realizing there aren't any podcasts, having that quick conversation and then just realizing like, all right, I can just start this on my phone. I actually didn't even buy a mic. I I'm much more of a start immediately person rather than like, let's prepare this. Let's get some episode topics. Like what? Let's research the mic. And there's definitely good things to say about both. But I also know that like the the latter of the two oftentimes ends up being, I bought the mic, I researched the podcast platform, I never came out with an episode because I just, it's kind of like standing on a diving board. And like the longer you wait there, the more irrational fear sinks in. So I kind of just like made myself do it. I downloaded Anchor because I had heard about it on some other podcast, uh, and then I just started recording episodes like while I was driving <laughs> in between sales appointments, um, and I was just coming out with one a week. But I called the show Instagram Marketing Secrets, and it took like two weeks before I was like the number one suggestion on the search phrase Instagram and Instagram Marketing. So then once I started getting all these followers, then I was like, all right, I should probably like figure out what to do here. But I actually, when I came out with it, it had no in, intent to be monetized in any way. I was just, I just saw the knees. I'll just get started. I'll just come out with a few episodes. And then uh, when it started gaining traction, I knew I had to start figuring something out. That's awesome. Yeah. You literally came across this idea in the midst of your own daily grind. I like that you have the comparison or the connection with entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, 
the problem at hand you found and then you found a solution for it so yeah key words here just keep up the grind essentially and to be honest like I, I love your story too it has it hits home I think to your background and you like again identifying the need taking that risk and seeking that challenge and overcoming that challenge and here we are today we I could I could list some numbers off but then I don't want to time stamp this you like you continually grow and expand your audience we came across you here on the daily grind that's why we got you on this show again to to share your your wealth of knowledge in this area tell us more than with a I guess be us up today so you it started with a Instagram marketing secret yeah so it was about a year and 10 months into it that I had my Instagram account banned and it, it was called IGM secrets and like the the name on Instagram so like Instagram marketing secrets mm -hmm. and the logo I had just changed it so like someone made me a logo that was essentially just like a spin-off of the Instagram logo it was like a green version of the Instagram logo almost it was very very similar like almost the exact dimensions when it came down to the square and like the little circle for the the camera flash mm -hmm. and all of that was like the exact same and one day I switched my profile picture to be a zoomed in version of that Instagram logo and then like two seconds later it was like account banned for impersonating another account so I was like I mean it's the Instagram logo like are they banning me for impersonating them themselves so there's only so much you can do in those cases uh I was also kind of glad to go through this situation for the sake of being able to relate to other people that go through it uh that's that's kind of the cool part about having a podcast is like every failure is like all right this is an episode uh later uh but uh yeah so i was like i don't know if i'm gonna run into other problems in this regard later now that i'm getting bigger and uh, i had talked to one entrepreneur who was selling a course called facebook ad facebook ads for entrepreneurs and until he had gotten to like $2 million in sales, did he finally get a cease and desist letter from Facebook saying, you can't have a course called Facebook ads for entrepreneurs. And he changed it. And actually, it was way more successful the name he changed it to because uh, it was a lot better. But, uh, but I knew that there existed some level at which Facebook and Instagram has a problem with you using their exact name. Mm -hmm. So I was also kind of seeing at that time, TikTok was really coming onto the scene. This was two years ago. Obviously, now it still is a very prominent member of the social media community. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, I, I was like, I'm going to have to expand outside of Instagram if I'm really going to make this a podcast that can last like three to five years. So I just kind of took that as like my sign to like, if I'm going to do a name change, might as well be at the time I have to start a new account. So I actually did get that account back like six weeks later, but I had started a new account and called a social bamboo and uh, it definitely was quite the blow because it was like 10,300 followers or something. Uh, and I was like, all right, this kind of sucks, especially as the Instagram guy. There's goes to my branding, right? So, um, but yeah, that's why I switched it over. And um, ultimately, I think it was a good move, although uh, it did instantly one third my podcast downloads when I switched the name. Mm -hmm. So it actually <laughs> had some repercussions in that that mm -hmm. way. No, but I think to go on the point and look on the positive outlook, like you mentioned before, like your personal experience, that's such a good um, way for our young daily grinders or entrepreneurs, you know, to level up in this, in this area, like learn from your challenges or what you've actually seen like firsthand and how to deal with that, handle that, overcome those situations. And we'll, we'll dive a little bit further into your podcast, obviously in this interview, but like the stories that you share, uh, examples that you come across literally on a weekly, daily basis, not even. I think that's, and that's what we try to do too on, on this podcast as well. Just be able to share your story, have that voice, that platform, and people can relate to and grow from it as well. Yeah, you're definitely going to run into some unexpected hurdles, like having your account banned all of a sudden, things that you can't really plan for uh, that is just part of the job. I mean, j even if you would go the a with a traditional career, there's going to be people hired that you don't want to work with and you can't do anything about it. Like there's just always going to be some unexpected crap happening. Uh, it's just when it's your business, you know, you're always the one to put out the fire. Uh, but it, it did end up being great in the end. It, it took me like a year to get my podcast numbers back to where they were though. It was like 
almost it was like 40,000 a month and then it went down to like 13,000 like a month later with the name change i was like oh no i i messed up here like i need to go back but i was like uh but maybe i just need to give it a month and then by that time i was like you just gotta stick with it i've already like done the whole rebranding and the emailing about it Mm -hmm. and whatnot so yeah that's awesome again the kudos to you uh what you've done uh what you've inspired us on today's episode and even outside this obviously in the show notes we'll put where to find uh, derek's podcast and all the good all the good stuff but yeah speaking of the good stuff too you also have a uh, course how to build and monetize a following in 90 days or less. Tell us more. Yeah, so that is uh, something I've been working on for years, actually. And, and until I really got it down and had done this model with a bunch of different businesses, could I really find like uh, a consistent time frame that like it could actually be done in, um, especially because I had to like really refine the material and everything. Uh, but this is a free course that I do. Uh, it came out a, a few months ago. And uh, it's actually not a video course. I made it as like more of an illustrated course with uh, pictures and stuff because I feel like you can get about one hour's worth of video content in about 25 minutes if you just, you know, read it well. So ADHD people like me, it might be a little bit harder than than you think, but I do have, you know, videos explaining the same kind of thing. But um, essentially what it does is it teaches you how to run your first Instagram ad campaign in a way that's a lot lower risk than how a lot of them are run. Uh, for instance, uh, well, let me ask you real quick, Kelly, uh, your listeners, are they a lot of uh, entrepreneurs? And do you know what kind of businesses they typically own? Sure. Yeah. Really great question, Derek. Uh, so we have like our up and comers our, our young, gen, uh, our next gen. So like our college students and recent grads, and I'd also say our entrepreneurs are kind of like in that startups phase, uh, have that side hustle they're trying to go full time with. Um, from the industry perspective, we're kind of various industries, but I'd say more focused on the business, um, tech side, product consumer based, and social media okay. influencer. Okay, got it, got it. Uh, very similar to my audience too. I think there's a lot of similar uh, entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that listen to podcasts. But uh, let's say that you wanted to start a clothing company. There's essentially two kinds of ads that you can run. You can run ads where you try to sell your product right from the ad. The call to action is. Uh, new fall collection, 25% off. Maybe you don't do a discount. You just say our premium fit tees are the most comfortable. And you make ads with the goal of trying to close them right there. And a lot of times those ads can be really hard to make. Uh, and also your clothes have to be right in order for that to work. And that's the biggest factor. And when you're coming out with your first designs, you'll probably have some in there that will sell, but you'll also have some that maybe like five years down the road, you you probably don't even sell anymore. So that's just part of it. But you want to be able to test your clothes uh, without spending thousands of dollars before you get conclusive data to be like, all right, after $5,000 and two sales, that shirt doesn't sell. (laughs) You know, you don't want to like spend that much money to figure it out. Uh, And when you run an ad to try to sell right from that ad, People usually need to see an ad like that seven to 10 times at least before they actually make a buying decision. And for that reason, you have to spend that much money uh, to get it to show that many times for you to even know if it worked or not, right? Because if it's like, oh, they haven't bought yet, but it's only shown a couple times, is it the clothes are off, the ad is off, like the copywriting, or it just hasn't shown enough times, right? So no matter what, it costs a lot of money to show it to these people seven to 10 times and like all of your different clothes, you got like 30 different clothes and you're showing it to all these people. Like unless you have a huge budget and you really get a lot of these clothes right the first time, uh, it's actually a very discouraging experience for a lot of people because their first move is just like spending $2,000 on Facebook ads for like three sales for 60 bucks because they didn't even know how to go into Facebook ads. And th- and then you get to the end that you're like, is it because my clothes are bad? Is it because my copywriting was bad? Is it because my targeting? Uh, is it, you know, my Instagram isn't set up right. Like there's way too many variables. And when you're a new business, you should design all of your marketing in a way that it gets good results or if it gets bad results, you'll know exactly why. Uh, so how I like to structure the ads, especially when you're newer is rather than trying to sell the product right from the ad, you just try to, uh, you run a giveaway for the exact product you want to sell. And then you just say, Hey, if you want to enter to win this, uh, for our first anniversary or for the grand debut of our uh, new clothing store, we are choosing one lucky winner uh, to win a $300 shopping spree 
to our entire store. Uh, if you'd like to enter, uh, put in your name and email. And we just do name and email. And the reason why is because that's ad compliant. So you can run into some certain ad uh, policies if you're trying to be like, tag three friends. And like you can't do that on a paid ad. <clears throat> but the paid ads are, are a lot more effective than doing like tag three friends and stuff like that. It doesn't Those don't really work anymore. Um, so it's actually just a real simple ad. But the benefits of this is one, you don't have to be a clever copywriter yet. You just say, if you want to win this for free, give me your email. Like you don't have to be good at copywriting yet. Right. So we know that that won't be the mistake if it doesn't work. And then because we're just saying, do you want to win this for free? And we're not asking for their credit card. They usually need to see the ad one or two times before they do it. So we can get uh, leads a lot quicker than we can sales, right? Those ads have to show a lot less time so you can spend a couple hundred bucks to test if a product uh, gets attention uh, rather than spending a few thousand to be like all right I don't think it's going to sell it's just you know a headache to do it that way um, but what happens is we say all right name and email if you want to enter and then on the next page it says all right you've got one entry we'll let you know in a couple weeks if you won the $300 shopping spree in the meantime if you want to increase your chances to win you can Follow us on Instagram for an extra entry. You can like our Facebook page. You can follow us on TikTok. You can subscribe to our YouTube. You can comment on this YouTube video. You can follow my podcast. You can review my podcast. You don't do like all these, but like literally whatever your business needs, you just put as that additional entry step. And this is just optional for people, right? They can share it with a friend. Uh, all these things are just uh, optional, but they already got the one entry. But what I found is usually about 30 to 50% of these entrants do like all of them. They're just like, I'll just do every one you give me. So um, now it's rather than being like, hey, buy my clothes. And if they don't, they just scroll on. We're just saying, hey, do you like my clothes? Like whether or not you want to buy them or not. Do you think you would ever want to buy them? All right, enter the giveaway. All right, follow me everywhere. <laughs> and then at the end of it, we say, hey, we've got our winner for the 3,000 of you who, who didn't win. Thank you so much for playing. Uh, as the consolation prize, we would like to give you 25% off to the entire store over the next week. And then we just kind of complete the whole thing um, because all these people, they open the email because they're like, I got to see if I won or not. Uh, so like while we got all their attention, we got to maximize it. But then running that sale on that same product that they tried to win, we know that they want it, right? There, there couldn't be a more targeted lead than someone who entered for the sake of they want your product, not because, oh, I like your your guide on seven vegetables not to eat. I will buy your fitness course. You know, it's like I entered to win your fitness course. Now you're trying to sell me your fitness course. It just matches up really well. So that's kind of what I've made my entire business around just perfecting that ad strategy. And that's just something a lot of people don't know about me. Uh, but it's important to know to, uh, to note because really niching down is super important. Mm -hmm. And even though I'm kind of known as like a social media guy, and if you go on my YouTube and podcast, you can find a podcast about anything like LinkedIn, TikTok, whatever. Uh, the only thing I've actually done paid consulting or, uh, you know, done for you agency work around is literally just social media giveaways. Like I'm just like, I will be the number one in the world at uh, Instagram ads running to giveaways. And, uh, you know, that's the, the, the spot that I own. And then I just come out with free content on everything else. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is great, Derek. Yeah. Like your brand brother, like stick to your strengths and everything. Oh, perfect example for today's episode for our listeners to hear and everything in regards to just how we can create an effective, uh, giveaway promotion, uh, spot on. And uh, like goes to show too, like you probably have many success stories you could share with us on the pod with people that you've worked with or accounts that you've worked with uh it, it's really cool and i, I actually uh, when you're talking about it too even with your name change the social bamboo it's that sustainable uh social media strategy you got it yeah that's right it's all the fast sustainable it, like bamboo is the fastest and most sustainable plant in the world and then that's why i named the social bamboo but it's all like social bamboo is just a reference to giveaways have been run for decades even if you go to a home and garden show nowadays it's just a bunch of booths saying hey you free windows hey free doors free uh roofing uh because why the only people who enter are people who want windows <laughs> so they're just collecting leads but when they say like hey want to buy our windows twenty five thousand, it's just like you can't start there so it's just like how like what's at the front end of our marketing and when it is a free thing it excludes you having to be a copywriter. And this is just something that 
is the make or break difference for a lot of these businesses out there. Like uh, if you want to be a professional candle seller, if you want to be even a chiropractor, you want to be a, a tutor, a private tutor, your, your secondary job is doing that thing. And your primary job is selling tutoring, selling your art, selling chiropractor jobs, right? Like the chiropractors, like they're all like, yeah, we, we all crack backs the same, but like that one, you know, they, they crush it with their marketing is really the one who's winning. Uh, so that, that's a, a, what a lot of business is and, and where a lot of people, they say, I want to be an entrepreneur and then they get into it, and then they realize I don't want to be an entrepreneur is because they realize that their primary job will be selling their item, uh, even though they love doing art and making candles. You, you will be able to do it, but you will have to consider the, the marketing and sales your primary. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Having that business mindset and then the wealth of knowledge, the different skills sales, marketing, let's go on and on. Yeah, just having those sustainable and fast social media strategies help us, you know, set ourselves apart from the rest of the crowd. Talk about uh, people that you work with too, different accounts. I mean, you you definitely are, you're the expert in the, the contest giveaway space here, but like talk about more social media. Yeah, so uh, the podcast has mm -hmm. uh, attracted people in all different businesses. So it's been really fun over the years getting to work with so many different ones. Uh, I, I do. I think I always do the artist example because that's probably the one that I have the most of. But it still is like, oh yeah, like three percent artists, <laughs> you know, because everything else is like point one percent, point one percent. But then it's like three percent artists and like clothing designers. Uh, but a lot of them nowadays. Uh, I think we had a wave of a lot of people doing drop shipping about three to five years ago where it was just like, this is a product that I found that's selling really hot. And, and all you'd be doing is saying like, all right, the product is already tested. We don't have to do that. I don't have to invent it. I don't have to like manufacture it. I don't have to like 3D print it and make molds and uh, invent the sales process. I can already see these people are selling the Thera gun, right? Massage gun. You can just, it was more a game of like, who's the best marketer on proven products. Uh, but just you got to tell them that they're going to get their product in three weeks because <laughs> uh, it's drop shipped, right? Uh, and it will come in no package. And, and nowadays, just because a lot of those drop shipping opportunities have been taken up and, you know, th there's like the winning Theragun companies in the end now, the ones who won in the marketing. That's, that's kind of why a lot of drop shipping opportunities dried up is because uh, the, the ones that were like really not just like a trendy, like, uh, what are those called? Spinner fidget? I don't even know how to pronounce it. Fidget, fidget spinner. spinners? Yeah, is yeah. it fidget spinners? Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I know I'm so close. Yeah. But like the fidget spinners, right? Yeah. Like that would be like, yeah, you were you probably made a lot of money for six months. But then it was like, you can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like though, a lot of those opportunities are there are pretty saturated. And I don't like to like have a negative mindset. It's like, oh, it's all taken up. But you got to, you know, play with your odds here. Um, so a lot more people are original product designers nowadays. And that's why there's a lot of clothes and things like that, because they're a lot easier to, to manufacture yourself than mm -hmm. getting into an original like electronics invention. Yeah, definitely to get up and running really quick, immediately. Uh, yeah, the dropship e-commerce that was like really hot. It's still I'd say in terms of what the product people are selling. It's definitely like I'm thinking back throwbacks to like Snuggie-esque, you know, like something that's like literally, oh, I just saw this on TikTok or whatever. I want to, I want to try it. I want to buy it. it. Yeah. Like the, the sunset lamp was mm -hmm. one that owned everyone's TikTok feed a year ago. And, and now they could probably get sales, but it's uh, like everyone's heard of it. Uh, but so they, there really is uh, only so many people in the world. I've actually found that a few times in marketing. I'm like, man, I really need there to be like 2 billion more people so that <laughs> 20,000 more want to run a giveaway. <laughs> like, uh, th there are a lot of businesses that are simply a matter of the world isn't high enough population. Now, I don't I don't know enough to say if our world is overpopulated or whatever. I've, I've heard mixed theories on e Elon saying we're underpopulated recently. But mm -hmm. uh, it is funny just kind of looking, running a lot of businesses and running a lot of ads with other people. There's, there's certain ideas that I'm like, this is a great idea if there was like a a couple billion more people in the world <laughs> is all that really would need to happen. Yeah. I just haven't. Yeah. Everyone, the, like the stats on how many people, you know, watch television daily or go on social media, et cetera, et cetera. So like speaking of numbers or just ideas in general, like uh, your podcast, so social bamboo podcast, like ideas on, I'm curious behind the scenes on regards to topics that you talk about. So you talk about new Instagram updates, you, you know, speak on online businesses, tips and tricks, Influencer marketing list could go on and on. 
over 230 plus episodes to date. When this episode airs, it'll probably be a lot more. Yeah, tell us more on how you come up with the different topics that you talk about and everything. Yeah, I actually don't uh, binge content in advance uh, or batch content, I guess is the, the more proper term. It's partly not my style. Like I always keep going back to the ADHD and I, I do want to mention that I don't use it as an excuse. I just use it as like, I'm going to you know, use this as an advantage. But for, for that reason, I actually don't really like sitting down and recording like four episodes in a day. I, I might have to do it coming up here. I'm going on vacation, so I, I will be doing that soon. We'll see. I think I'm, I'll probably still enjoy it, but it's not sustainable for me. It's not something where, uh, like, some podcasters I'll talk to, uh, they'll be like, all right, your episode will come out in, like, four months. I don't know what, what about you, but when I interview people, I'm like, this will be out tomorrow. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I'm the only one, like, running at that speed. Mm -hmm. And this is partly because I don't have kids. Uh, but also in the Instagram world, because I do like news updates, if a new thing comes out, like that's the episode that week. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I already have the next eight episodes planned. I'll talk about the new update, you know, when it when everyone is over it. Right. So uh, a lot of it is that. Uh, but uh, I really do kind of move at like I'm just always making the episode like the, the day or two before as far as where the ideas come from. If there's anything in the news that basically takes priority and that uh, makes it a lot easier, right? To, to just be a news reporter in your market is one of the best ways to come out with content, especially on YouTube. Uh, how I'm getting a lot of views uh, before I, I only have like 1100 subscribers right now, but some of my first videos that went more viral when I only had a few hundred was me like, oh, Instagram just came out with story likes. I'm going to come out with the first video and that one has like 45,000 views on it. Uh, and it's just me ranting about how I don't like Instagram story likes. And now I do, uh, is the funny thing. But like first I was like, this, this is stupid. So I was like, I'm going to go on camera and talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, my negative rant reviews get so many more views <laughs> than my positive ones. So that's just kind of human nature. Uh, but that's also to say, like, if you ever don't like something in your market, come out with that content, film it immediately. And it really has high viral potential because if someone sees, like I made a reference to like the movie, the Batman, like everyone loved that movie, right? Like every movie, every review was like positive for a little bit. But if you were like in the movie space uh, and you actually legitimately didn't like that movie, like if you came out with that video and you're the only thumbnail that's like hated the Batman, like even if you're nine down, someone's going to be like, oh, what the hell? Like they have to, if you're like the one thumbnail that's way different than everything else is kind of how you stick out. So that's like the first place for content. Like, is there anything in the news? Second one would be interviewing people. Um, but that's not something I'm actively like always looking for. I do more like uh, there's you probably know as a podcaster, like you get emails all the time of people asking to come on your show, people's assistants just asking. And I just started replying, do you have a podcast of your own <laughs> uh, to all of them? And, and then a lot of them do, actually. So I just said, like, yeah, we can do a swap and, and that's it. So. I started doing that, so that keeps me like at probably two interviews mm -hmm. a week. I, I come out with eight episodes a month, or, or so two interviews a month, and I come out with eight episodes a month. So there's like another two of them, and then randomly, like uh, I just had something happen in my life that I kind of related to business. So if there's ever something that happens in my life, and that's also why it's important to always be, you know, going through new experiences and and really seeing them in different ways. Like you can go to a coffee shop and really pay attention to like the business and th how the money is moving and be like oh i got a podcast episode now on how this coffee shop is is doing marketing well like you can take examples out of your normal life and create episodes like that um and then the last one which is probably the one that has the most uh, viral potential is just you know going off of like what people are searching for so my last one was uh, how to find trending reels audios and uh, I, I actually got like a bunch of questions in the DMs asking about that. And then I just used a tool on YouTube, saw it's got like 3,600 search per month. So I'm like, all right, I'll make a video on that. And so it's, I think sometimes I'll, if I looked at it right now, like my list of episodes that I need to do, there's probably like nine on there. And of course I'm like, well, I got to do two, two a week for years, you know, but it's just kind of partly knowing that you'll always, I always come up with an episode in time. 
only a few times have I been like, I really don't know which episode I need to do. And then I'm also like inspired to talk about right now. Uh, but, you know, I'm always just a couple espresso shots away from doing it anyways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Co- coffee feels the grind for sure. Uh-huh. Just speaking on the podcasting side, it's re- it's really cool. I like the variety that you have on your podcast in regards to like, again, the formatting, the interviews, but then also, you know, given what the people want, to be honest, in terms of learning about social media, you know, being the best that they can, you know, selling, sharing, marketing. Again, the list could go on and on. We could talk for days just specifically about your podcast, but I do like the personal stories too. And I can attest as well, just in regards to like questions I come up with or my team comes up with, or literally me going on a run outside, like, oh my God, I could do a virtual event for the podcast. Like things that just happen that just come up literally in your own, your own daily grind. I think that just Mm -hmm. hits home in regards to just having your own story and then also providing that, that voice, that platform for others to, to share theirs or you to, to teach others as an educator too, in this industry. So I was going to ask like some, if you have some best practices for podcasting growth, uh, for maybe some, maybe newer, uh, podcasters. Cause I feel like a lot of times we get questions on our end, at least that are like less than a year old starting a podcast. So the biggest struggle with starting a podcast at this phase in the game that I'm kind of realizing is that there is a lot less searches happening on the podcast apps. And even though the number of listeners is, uh, fairly similar, it, it still is like on a slight incline of like number of podcast listeners per month. I was looking at some data because I was like, I wonder, like, did COVID increase it or whatever? And it actually, like, it's still just been a steady growth over the last few years, like, uh, like you know, five, ten percent uh, overall growth. Uh, but a lot of people already have their podcast nowadays. There's not a lot of people like looking for a new podcast. They're like, oh yeah, I've got like my eight podcasts like that I listen to. So the the thing that's kind of hard right now is that uh, like my show, it got a lot of traction at the beginning because I called it Instagram Marketing Secrets. If you typed in Instagram, I was the first one. And I was still kind of out of phase three and a half years ago. It's crazy how fast these things happen. Like, oh, like three years ago, it was easy. Like now it's hard, <laughs> right? It's like <laughs> three years. Uh, but it, it is almost at a point where uh, the amount of podcasts over the last year uh, has increased significantly at a higher percentage than the, amount of, than the amount of listeners following with it. All right. So it is difficult to get people's attention. Um, one of the things that is still significant, though, I mean, there is still search traffic. And if you can be the number one on some word, uh, that's really, really helpful. Even just being like, if you type in social media marketing right now, I'm like six. So I would love to know what kind of traffic I could expect if I was one, because I was one on Instagram marketing. And I think one on Instagram marketing had a lot more search traffic than uh, number six on social media marketing gets, uh, even though social media marketing as a whole has more traffic. But anyways, the way to really rank on the top of word is to name your podcast off of that keyword. And a lot of people want to be like, oh, the Derek Fidel show. Uh, But like no one's searching for your name, right? Even like now, if I type in on YouTube, I get like 20 searches a month on my name, right? So I've been doing it for like three and a half years. It takes like forever to like build up uh, a lot of people searching your name. But uh, so for that reason, you can't really call it the Derek Fidel show. And then, you know, I'm interviewing Kelly Johnson and, you know, like they're, they're not, they're like, I don't know, right? So like you have to really name your show off of exactly what it's about. And let's say that you're like, I want to make a YouTube show uh, or I'll I'll go uh, out of the business space. If you're like uh, automotive, all right? And then you're like, all right, so if I type in automotive, there's a bunch of podcasts here. What if I did like a supercar podcast? If I type in supercars, uh, like is there a podcast with that name, like that word in their name? If there's not a podcast with that word in their name, you simply having that word in your name will probably put you one. So if you can find one of those opportunities and be the number one on some kind of search term, uh, that will get you your initial listenership. Uh, A lot of other listeners will come from those people sharing that episode. So you really want to have some kind of, uh, if you don't have the search component, it's really difficult because even if you get like a reel where it's like a podcast clip, if that real gets like a hundred thousand views you're gonna get like three plays from that okay you're gonna get like three podcast plays from that when people are on instagram they're on instagram when like it's very hard to get someone off instagram 
to go listen to a podcast. Like you would have to have the most specific topic, the most beautiful thing. And like that reel would have to end with like such a cliffhanger where they're like, I need more. Like it'd be so hard to really drive them off that. But the people searching for a podcast, they're, they're ready to listen to a podcast right now. So like that traffic means a lot more. Like even if it's like a hundred people coming through that per month, like 90 of them are going to like play your episode right when they find you. So owning some kind of podcast SEO word is very important. And that's why the name of your show is very important. Now you can do like a kind of trick where like mine was called like social bamboo colon social media marketing for business. Like you can just name your show and then put like a colon and then put the keyword in it. Right. So you don't have to completely ditch whatever name you were thinking of before, but it's gotten to the point where I changed it to like my actual podcast name is social media marketing with Derek Vidal. And then my artist name is social bamboo. Now mm -hmm. I was like, whatever, like maybe this will put me number one on social media marketing. Cause I'm like, ultimately that's just what I, where I need to be. So I'm just like playing the SEO game. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that not even to toot my own horn at all. And like, I don't, don't think anyone has ever spent as much time as me like going into podcast SEO. Uh, and I've also found out from doing so that the podcast SEO algorithm uh, is as basic as it could get. Like, I mean, still, if you type in social media, there might be podcasts that are recommended above mine that haven't come out with an episode for like eight months, but just because their show is called social media, they put them above you. So like they don't rank it in the right way. They just rank it based off of like name of show. Like that's it. Like their algorithm is name of show. <laughs> so name of show is the biggest thing that you can do to give yourself a good start. And then just come out with at least one episode a week and just kind of know it's, it's just climbing a mountain, just like anything is in business, but it's just, the reason why I say that is the top of the mountain exists for sure. Okay. There's no, you don't ever go on a hike being like, I wonder if it's just a bottomless pit up there, you know, like, you know, that it exists. So you have to hike it with intent that I don't know how long this hike is. There might be some false summits along the way. And, but like the top exists, no matter what, like even, even like the top, it, it, you can find the top and still be like, well, I mean, Joe Rogan's bigger podcast. So like, you can always create a new top, but I mean, at least like the point where you're like, Hey, that, there's my uh, business that I could like quit my other job. Like that, like, where's that level of the size of podcast that I would have to have? Um, you know, it does exist. Um, but so it's a matter of just kind of going about your, your week, your, your mindset kind of is mine is like booby trapping myself to always think, uh, I'm two steps away from the top honestly, <laughs> for like 10 years, I'm like, I'm two steps away from the dot. Like my mindset has always been like, you're right there. Like, even though at the same time, it knows like it might not be. And if I'm not, it's fine. I'll just convince myself that I was like, Oh, I was two more steps away. And, and it's just really holding a carrot in front of your face. But just knowing that, you know, you will be able to do it with enough consistency. Uh, and I just say that because if you come out with one episode a week, it's not possible if part of your week is you know, questioning what you're doing all the time. Uh, a lot of time gets wasted to that. Um, and it's so much easier said than done. Um, I had enough success in my sales job that I could kind of bank on that and fail a lot more with my podcast and kind of know like, oh yeah, it took me like three years to get good at my sales job. Um, but that's kind of it too. Uh, just kind of know it takes three years to get good at a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So if you're not like at least three years into it, like just be patient with yourself of where you're at. Yeah, really well said, Derek. Again, uh, takeaways for our listeners in regards to podcasting growth. Uh, I'd say, too, likewise, this episode airs will be in our three-year anniversary of podcasting, so it just goes to show it, it takes a while, for it, not like an overnight success if you want to be sustainable in the long run. Yeah, I guess in, in the cliff notes of having that name, that's huge uh, in terms of SEO, just in general, not just even podcasting, too, but from a business or product perspective or service, like, People remember the names. Uh, and then two, consistency is key. Talks on a lot of different factors. So uh, Derek, again, great example on today's episode in just sharing how we can climb up that mountain but have that you know end goal in mind and achieve that goal. We're really goal-driven on this podcast. So speaking of, you, you touched on it or you gave us a little teaser on your, your YouTube channel, uh, different content you offer there. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so uh, it, it actually 
it goes right in line with, with the podcast. And it took me a while to figure out how could I record the podcast and it's YouTube friendly and podcast friendly because even though they're both long form content, it's so different, especially because the podcast, most of the people listening have listened to me for like months, uh, like nine over 90% of my listeners have like listened to me for like months, most likely. Uh, so I can talk to them totally differently. It's also a lot more acceptable to go on rants. And I'm also more like, you know, promoting uh, things like I'm not promoting subscribe the podcast, maybe every episode, even though on YouTube, you, you want to be like subscribe to my YouTube, right? Because it's finding a lot of new people. So there's certain things that it took me a while to figure out, like, how can I because I can't do two podcast episodes a week and two YouTube videos uh, unless they're about the same thing. But then if it's about the same thing, why would I record it, you know, essentially twice? So uh, essentially, I had to get it down where now I, I, I film myself doing the podcast and uh, I just record separate intros for both. All right. So I just like record the podcast intro, then I record the YouTube intro, and then I get into the teaching topic. And then I have been having just a similar outro because at that point it doesn't really matter. But if the beginning of your YouTube video doesn't like instantly capture their attention, it gets no watch time and it dies. So that basically if you just take your podcast, but then say I need an awesome intro uh, before I get into my tangents and more long form speech, then uh, this works better. The other thing too is uh, the, the podcast uh, really like people are fine with you going off on tangents. And if it's 37 minutes, it's fine. They're driving right uh, on YouTube. It's just their attention span is what a 10th of that. So how I do it now is I, I record both the intros for both, but then I just record the whole thing. And then I do a single pass through edit where I'll maybe get rid of big ums. Or if I go off on a tangent that is really not important, I'll take that out. But for the most part, it's if I've got like a 20 minute episode, it might go down to like 18 minutes, throw my podcast intro and outro, export that, then I go back through, and then I edit heavily uh, for redundancy on the second pass through and then add all of the video effects. And I keep that very simple because I'm still doing that in house. It's just really expensive to hire out a video editor. I have done it before. And I would like to get to the point where it makes sense for me to do, but I still have enough time to do it. So I kind of just uh, do a lot of screen recording. I'll do a lot of screen recording on my uh, either my phone or laptop and then just have that like next to me. So um, so I can still do some video editing, but it doesn't take me a long time. Uh, and then just through that second pass through uh, like that 20 minute episode, this is an example that just happened. That one went down to 12 uh, for the YouTube. So it was like 18 for the podcast. It went down to like 12 for the YouTube. And then that's how I put it out now. Uh, but it did take me a lot of when I just recorded the podcast and didn't do anything else to it. It just didn't do well. Like when I was like, welcome to the social bamboo podcast. And I had the intro song and everything. It just like on YouTube, they're like, answer my freaking question, dude. Like, <laughs> so it was just, um, yeah, it, it's, it's difficult to like, they're very similar sources of content, but they have their slight differences. So that was uh, all th that's how I do it now, but um, mm -hmm. I do two podcasts a week, and then if I feel like it would do well on YouTube, uh, then I record it. Otherwise, sometimes I just say I'm just going to do audio on this one, uh, or you know, I, I got a bad hair day. I'm just doing audio. <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, well said. Yeah, best of both worlds in regards to again serving both of the audience, tailoring to those audiences as well, and then um, working uh, smarter, not harder, in a sense of. Uh, sharing that across mediums in general yeah i guess speaking of social media marketing business all, all, all the above derek expert you've been podcasting for a while now and in this space in general for quite the quite the journey what do you still hope to accomplish in this field going forward great question and i don't even fully know myself and a lot of entrepreneurship is kind of knowing that uh but also just knowing that hey i'm gonna be me and uh, I'm going to be able to handle that problem when it gets here and I'll, I'll figure it out because I always have like a, a lot of that is kind of knowing that I, I don't really need to know what's in a year. And I actually asked this question to John Lee Dumas on my podcast, uh, who's a very big podcaster. And, and I asked him, do you, when people ask you, like, do you have a five year vision? Uh, like, do you know what it is? Like now, are you at the point in entrepreneurship where you can like you have the vision and you can see like five to 10 years out? 
uh, or is it still just like a, a more limited vision? And he's like, more so than ever, I, ha I, I now know that I don't know what I'm going to be doing in three months. Uh, because if you're really playing the game based off of what your numbers tell you and like what the algorithms do, right? Like if your strategy was to post regular videos on Instagram and you haven't switched it to like, all right, post them as reels, like edit them nine by 16 by now, you, you know, just because it, it was your strategy uh, that you made up three months ago, uh, then you could be at a big loss, right? So there is a lot of it that you need to just remain water uh with with your decision making um right now how i have it in my head is that uh till the end of this year i'm not starting any new business ventures i'm just uh scaling my main offer and putting out all of the youtube videos and podcasts that i need to that are all around attracting like that audience and just really dialing in on like no i'm, I'm just the instagram giveaway guy uh and that's it uh and then uh, at the end of this year, I do think I will look into starting some businesses. I've been looking at some e-commerce opportunities. Now that I've worked with so many other businesses, I'm, I was kind of like, all right, after consulting so many businesses by the end of this year too, uh, I'll have enough insight like running ads for so many of them that I can really st maybe spot some niches in the market better. Um, and, and it really shows you uh, – like every business has some certain – you know, random crap going on, like we talked about, like, I got customers in Australia that are selling it, uh, that, that will tell me like, Oh, importing to China is this much and us is this much and just kind of knowing all these like random numbers is, is kind of helping me map out some opportunities. So I, I only have like one idea that I'm really into right now, we'll, we'll see what it ends up being. But I think I just kind of I'm a no tap person. I mean, when it comes to the podcast ideas, but I got a book I book ideas notes. I got a you know next business ideas notes on there, and a lot of it is just um, you, you have to see fun in that because you could also see a lot of worry in it, uh, and that's just kind of like the, the the mental shift that needs to happen. So once once you've got enough track record of you're like all right, I, I'm good at business. I'll I'll figure it out. Even if it's not the best solution, I'll I'll figure it out after that too. And you know, I'll be fine. Um, then it could be very worrisome being like, what am I going to do for money next year? If I, if Instagram, it, like the ads are too much for me to run or, you know, everyone goes to TikTok. Like I can have thoughts like that. Oh, they're all in the metaverse now. My, I can't run my giveaway strategy. Like, you know, uh, there, there's certainly a lot of, uh, adjusting that will need to be done. Um, but I think, uh, time and time again, you find that the more the more you worry about it, you realize like almost all of your worries are like that's not how it played out. So you just uh, learn to stop worrying about it as much. Um, but as far as my vision, it is literally about like one to two years out where I'm like, I, I know I'll still be running the podcast for a minimum of another, I'll say two years. But and like the I can't imagine recording the last podcast episode. Like I can't imagine like this is the last episode, guys episode 794 like i can't imagine the day um mm -hmm. so who knows maybe i'll go to 2000 yeah exactly don't put a limit on this the episode uh -huh. count yeah you planted a seed here on the daily grind a teaser of business ideas and things what's best yet to come so we might have to get you back on the daily grind in in the future here would uh, love to come back wonderful yes so speaking of the daily grind that's the name of our podcast Derek. what does the daily grind mean to you Hmm. My initial thought of it is it's almost like when someone asks, like, what does the American dream mean to you in a way? Right. It, it is like what you make it, of course. Um, but I would say that that uh, unless you love the journey, not to sound cliche, uh, you're not going to like this. Uh, I, I mean, it's you, you have to see it as, oh, my Instagram got blocked. Like how fun, fun I get to start a new account, even though like it sucked, right? But it still is like, if you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel as still like, all right, I mean, that was a lot of my traffic. This is, this is gonna hurt. I'm gonna do a business name change. I'm gonna change my branding. I'm gonna, like at that time, I was like, I'm gonna buy a professional camera, right? Like each of these times that I run into these major hurdles is your time to like shed the next layer of your cocoon and if you don't see it that way like if you're not obsessed with personal growth you won't like it and that's what really the daily grind is because it's not just like 
oh yeah, I work every day. It's learning every day too. So you have to be really obsessed with like everything you do, like how much you're going to the gym and, and your nutrition uh, can play a, a big impact on your, your business's goals. Uh, your relationships and how good uh, of a, a boyfriend, girlfriend, or partner you can be can have a, a big impact on your business. When you have kids, like you would get, a, I, I, when I have kids, I'm sure I'll be obsessed with like, let me read all the books. I'm going to be the best dad ever. And I'm going to come out with a podcast on being a dad. Right. So like you have to really be able to embrace like loving learning, uh, being totally okay with the, the mystery of not exactly knowing what your sales and income might be, or exactly what your job duties will be later. Uh, so it, it really is just like the sacrifice. I, I mean, the daily grind can, can relate to like traditional careers too. Uh, but I guess when I'm seeing it just in the entrepreneur sense, it's uh, if I didn't like my day today, which was essentially, I woke up, I checked ads for a company that I was running. I went through my YouTube videos that were getting low uh, views and I remade the thumbnails and retitled them. I uh, messaged some clients that had some questions about the course material. I went through for a hike, came back. I played video games for a little bit because I'm like just running with the ADHD. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. I missed missed going on your podcast. I forgot <laughs> that this morning. And then uh, and then uh, I think and then I planned out like next week like tomorrow's podcast episode and then you know it's like 8 p.m but it, like i don't know it's like i would rather take this than going into office i'm just like not that good at um like work on the clock and even if your adhd is kicking in real hard like you know don't let the boss catch you i i've found that i'm not like a great employee like if, if i could get promoted and i was in charge of marketing yeah i'd be like obsessed with it um, but like, it, unless there's like a game, uh, and there's like a commission structure or like some kind of bonus I can earn, uh, if my income would be like the same, no matter what, um, I just can't pay attention very well. Um, so, uh, I, I kind of say that I'm an entrepreneur because like, I literally can't do anything else. Uh, and that's like, I think everyone like wants to be an entrepreneur the same way they want to be a rock star. But like, if you don't want to play guitar six hours a day, you, you can't be it. So if you don't want to think about your marketing six hours a day and just be like, oh, like Facebook ads, like that's a whole new skill to learn. How fun. Let me learn this new skill. Oh, it looks like I got to learn graphic design. How fun. Like let's learn graphic design. And then none of those ads worked. How awesome. Because now I can see <laughs> what doesn't work. Like though that copywriting didn't work. Like that's crazy. Like this is a crazy social experiment. Oh, but I can change my offer at any point. I can change my ad this is all in my control at all times. Like you really have to love having the control and love every aspect of it. Uh, Cause it's, it takes a while before you can uh, make sense of hiring someone out. So until then you are going to need to acquire almost every single skill to at least like a grade B level. Um, like graphic design has taken me forever, but now I'm finally good at it. Um, so like you really got to, Every day, I'm like, I love my life. I make my say, myself say it. I'm like, I love my life because I'm like, I'm making a video right now for YouTube. Um, and there's certain things about it. Like, I'm very extroverted and working from a computer kind of, you know, is draining sometimes. I was looking forward to this podcast because I'm like, oh, I get to talk to someone. Um, but, uh, you know, it's really just a trade-off. Uh, so I think uh, if you want to try entrepreneurship without jumping totally into uh, you know, like, oh, I bought like $10,000 worth of inventory and I made a website and I hired someone to make the website and, uh, you know, make do all that own stuff. If you don't like sales, you probably won't like running your own business. So I did direct sales for seven years. If you go out and do door to door sales, if you do some kind of sales, uh, outbound calls, even if it's inbound sales, like the easiest as it gets, cause they're already calling you. Like if you don't like that at all, uh, you probably won't like running a business, even though you're like, I get to paint all day. Like you, you really have to love making ads to sell your paintings if you're really going to love doing it for five to 10 years. Derek, really well said. First of all, true daily grinder and entrepreneur, again, shedding light in this area and like what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur as well as, you know, stay motivated each and every day. Uh, again, everyone's daily grind is different. And then I really like that you mentioned continuously learning. Um, it's super important because 
a lot, I would say all industries in general are constantly changing. So who you serve and what your product or services will have to evolve or transform to continually climb up that ladder or climb up that mountain, I guess, in our, our terms that we've been talking about earlier today on the episode. Having that problem, being able to solve it, um, and then also just doing something you're passionate about. So I can tell, too, as you're speaking, like you enjoy what you do, you enjoy your life, and that also plays a positive influence on stuff outside of business, which is so key for entrepreneurs and just daily grinders in general. So yeah, in closing here, Derek, we, we talked about your daily schedule. You have quite the grind going on uh, social at so, Social Bamboo. What's on your daily grind later this year, you know, back half of 2022? Uh, so I'm actually going to Europe for the first time next month. Uh, so I, I'm very pleased about that because actually when I started uh, being an online marketer, I really did have this vision of traveling and, you know, like the typical laptop lifestyle vision, like like the four-hour work week thing that we all kind of bought into when we got into it. And it did take like four years of being an online marketer before I'm like, all right, I feel comfortable enough to like go for two weeks and come back. Um, but I'm very excited about that. It's, it's one month away. So I bought the ticket like a hundred days before it. And now it's like 30 days out. So uh, I still don't like to celebrate until like I'm on the plane. Right. And I'm not having some like new variant wreck this shit, but, uh, <laughs> so like, I'm not celebrating yet, but I'm very excited about that. So, uh, like you said, you do have to enjoy the lifestyle that being an entrepreneur, uh, earns you because ultimately the cost is, like they kind of joke about like entrepreneurs are the only people who would give up a 99 to five to work like seven to 11, right? Like it's not like you're working less. Um, but it just kind of, because you're your own boss, you, you can give yourself off that time if you can, right? If your business is in a position to, so, um, I'm excited to embrace like that side of on online marketing finally. And then once I get back from that trip, I'm, I'm hoping I'll feel refreshed and just ready to, to finish the year strong. I mean, when August, September comes around, it's so motivating because it just feels like, all right, like final stretch for end of the year goals. So it's, it's a little easier for me to focus. Um, otherwise, I think I'll probably keep a, a pretty similar daily grind to how I've done it thus far with like the to-do list and everything. Um, although I will say I'm always trying different schedules like oh what if I um, you know e even just switch my gym days like if the cardio day was in between my phone calls I might like that more it might make me more lively for my second phone call right so uh, I'm always m messing it or with it and and that's kind of the benefit of entrepreneurship you can design it exactly how you want and some entrepreneurs end up just working nine to five Monday through Friday in the end. They're like, this is a good schedule. Like I, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like, what's your schedule? And he's like nine to five Monday through Friday. Like has complete control over it. He's just like, so when my wife works, so that's when I work now. And that, that's just how he does it. So yeah, I'm going to daily grind will just be uh, molding to my goals. But as long as I can keep myself motivated, then I, I can crank out the to-do list. Yeah, really well said. That's awesome. Uh, safe travels and everything. And we'll be uh, following you virtually here on the daily grind and where y'all end up and excited to hear your stories too. You'll probably share on your podcast and platforms in general. So I will have to. Yeah. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm curious how I'll incorporate it exactly. But yeah, at social bamboo underscore is my Instagram. I'll be posting that on my story the later half of July and first week of August. If you want to see a tour of uh, Italy, France, Belgium and Switzerland is where I'm going. So uh, yeah, I'll be posting. <laughs> I want to say a lot, but hopefully not too much. Hopefully I'm just like in the moment when I get there. But mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, and then if you want that free course that we talked about earlier, it's uh, www.socialbamboo.com slash free course um, for that, how to run the giveaway. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jarek. Uh, we'll put all of his info, where to find him online and where to follow his story and listen to his podcast too. Last but not least, Derek, um, your story, very inspirational. Do you have a worthy to motivate our listeners out there or even a quote or a saying? Hmm. When you said word, I was like, oh, man, this is, this is difficult to just find one word. I, I have done that over the last few years, though. I've kind of had like a word each year, but it's been more subject to like what I was trying to do. My most recent one was freedom of just like get to that point of like having the freedom to at least like travel a little bit. I think like financial freedom, like that's ridiculous, right? It's like a $2 billion. Um, but uh, so I, I'll say sounds uh, almost bad but i'm gonna go with it because i can't think of another one um no one cares about you 
Okay. Uh, now, let me explain this a little bit more. Uh, in one way, I mean with your marketing. With a lot of new businesses will say like, all right, the reason why you should buy our product is because we're a small business. You know, like that's that's not your like the reason they buy. It's like the cherry on top, right? But they they try to make their marketing um, all around like, um, or even coffee shops during COVID were like, guys, we're really down right now. That's like it, it's not bad, but I mean, it still it's like if they had like a deal on coffee, that would still do better than like, please help us. A lot of new businesses try to do please help us marketing. Um, and it's just is not persuasive at all. Um, okay, so that's kind of what I mean by that. But like on the positive side, I also mean that um, when you're a, a modern business nowadays, it means you're a content creator. And when you're a content creator, it really opens up the gates to judge yourself. I do this hardcore. Uh, and it's something I'm really like working on because I know a lot of people in this industry do. Um, and I would like to you know, formulate a teaching topic on it. And that's kind of like a motivator for me. I'm like, you got to figure this out so I could teach it. Um, but it, it can be difficult sometimes. Like you, you do a couple posts in a row that just totally flop. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you have a client that had a bad experience and they cancel on you. Like a lot of times, like so, uh, these things can like stack on um, and, uh, and you can get really down on yourself. And something I've found is a lot of students uh, in my programs, they'll tell me, oh, people are going to say this or like pe people say that if I do this discount, they're going to think I'm a discount brand or like just random stuff. And I always ask, is that uh, a comment that you've actually gotten or, uh, or is it just like one you're thinking you're going to get? And it's almost always just like, oh yeah, I've never, like no one's actually said that. Um, we, there's a, we make up haters in our head a lot in, the content creation space. And what I mean by no one cares about you is that just as you're not thinking about them uh, and you're more just thinking about yourself or like what judgments you have for yourself, they're kind of doing the same thing. And uh, everyone's just like judging themselves all day, not like each other. Uh, so for that reason, like no one cares about you. That's great. Like when you're out and about, they're, they're not like judging you and thinking about what you're doing when you're behind your computer and you posted a reel two days ago that didn't do well they're not still thinking about me Derek's reel two days ago got like 10 likes like what the hell he's so lame they're not like thinking about you um because they don't care about you uh in a beautiful way all right um so th those are the the two things I'll say for no one cares about you but it's, but it's positive <laughs> I think it's positive I think it's it's straight on it's it's totally real and i think uh every, like again i think the the quote for this this episode is like everyone's daily grind is different so like we shouldn't be judging what we post or what we share our stories with or what we do uh during the day or whatever tasks that we get done because everyone has their goal individual goals uh but we are motivated and inspired by great guests on the show like yourself so um it just goes to show that no one cares about you i like it so <laughs> <laughs> um but in closing here, I just want to say a big thanks for tuning today's episode. A big thank you to Derek for being on the podcast. Thank you so much, Kelly. This has been great. And for what it's worth, I do care about all of you. Uh, I do care about all of your success very, very much. So hopefully you can hear uh, bo both sides of what I'm saying with, the, with this statement here. Thanks for tuning into the Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and shop our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. All right. Thanks so much, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Have a good night. You too. Okay, bye-bye.